Welcome to Radio Avnet. Welcome to Avnet's Distributing Wisdom podcast. Distributing Wisdom is a forum for experts in the electronic components supply and distribution industry to discuss what it takes to adapt to and drive technological change. And at Avnet, we've seen this evolve over our 100 year history. And now we're bringing together authorities from both within Avnet and beyond to share their wisdom as it relates to perseverance, the critical role of the industry in driving innovation and how our past is driving our future. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the importance of relationships and how to maintain them. Our guests will walk us through the fundamentals of long-term relationships and the best practices that are necessary to ensure they stay in place over time. We are joined today by Randy Lance, Vice President of Care Aware Development at Cerner, and Avery Pham, Vice President of Operations at Bass Data. Joining them will be Joe Wilson, Vice President of Manufacturing at NetScout Systems, and Nicole Enright, President of Avnet Integrated. We're looking forward to a great conversation today. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining. Please introduce yourselves to our listeners today. I'm Joe Wilson. I'm Vice President of Manufacturing at Netscout Systems. We sell service assurance and security products for the networking industry. So Avery Pham, Vice President of Vast Data. Uh, we are spaces in the data storage for cloud as well as on-prem uh, data centers. Hi, um, this is Randy Lance, uh, Vice President and engineering executive at Cerner Corporation. Cerner is a software and services healthcare company. Um, So I'm Nicole Enright, and um, I am responsible for Avnet Integrated globally. Uh, We are part of the Avnet family that is responsible for providing system integration, innovative business solutions, and services to our customers around the world. So let's talk about the importance of relationships. Why do relationships matter so much, especially in the technology industry? Thank you. The reason that I feel so strongly about the value of relationships in the supply chain is it changes. That is the only constant, whether it's change to the supply chain, you know, downstream or change within your own company, change within your your customer base. All of those things are constantly changing. You're never going to have the same group of people, but as they change jobs. Uh, oftentimes you end up running into people within the industry again and again. I, you know, I'll, I'll speak to it more broadly. I, I, you know, from a real-time health system perspective, at, at the core of that is medical device interoperability. And what that means fundamentally is the connection of a medical device to the EHR and then the workflow around that connectivity. And because of that, our clients, when they go out to purchase a medical device, they come to Cerner and say, is this partner, are they a validated partner? So it means, do we have a working relationship with them? Have we certified how that device gets plugged in? And so, yeah, from that perspective, you know, those relationships are just hugely important. 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting. You know, when I think about why relationships are important, it takes a lot to bring products to market. And, you know, just as, as Randy said, and as Joe said, you know, you have, have to have a lot of partnerships so that you can focus on, you know, your core competency, focus on continuing to develop and evolve the product you have, continue to focus on kind of your, your go-to-market strategy. But there's a lot of relationships in between those two that help actually get that product to market and help get that to scale. You know, whether that's an integrator, a distributor, other suppliers, all of those things are, you know, required to help to get that product to market. And, you know, you're word, your integrity matters. And it's, and it's how that you, you are able to get things done. It's how you are able to, you know, how we get people to stand behind us and to help and support us, support the company, um, support the growth, support us in getting product in times of allocation, whatever that looks like. It's that relationship that, that really drives that more than anything else. Tell us a little bit more about how partnerships are fundamental to your business. How do they form that foundation of what you do every day? I'll start with, you know, the supply chain aspects of it. All of us have heard uh, on the news for months about the demand for ventilators. Ventilators, for one, they output a tremendous amount of data that gets charted uh, in a patient's record. And so most of our clients connect those ventilators to their EHR. And the connection for a ventilator to our real-time health system requires a a device that uh, Avnet has helped us manufacture uh, through a, a manufacturer. So when the pandemic hit and the supply chain issues started to happen, we were getting constant guidance on supply chain challenges from Avnet. They were out pre-purchasing components as they became available to help minimize that. And they helped identify uh, alternate suppliers for a CCE device that we could bring to market that were on the shelf type things that allowed us to go ahead and connect those ventilators. So that was one thing that was the supply chain side of it. Anyone else want to chime in with some examples of how partnerships are fundamental to your businesses? We're doing something very creative with Avnet, something that I actually personally have never done before. Uh, but basically Avnet, in addition to the integration and, and, and distribution, they're actually doing something kind of out of the box and very innovative in that they're hosting our data center for us. And so basically what, what we do is they'll, they'll, they'll build hardware for us, we'll use them for a period of time. And, that, and that's, that, uh, that equipment is actually used for QA and software development. After a period of time, we actually rotate that material out and 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 uh, fulfill that against customer orders. So we have no capital on our on our books, which is amazing. Uh, typically, companies have five, ten, twenty million dollars on their books at any given time, which is burdening. We burden burdens them on their cash flow. Uh, then we always get fresh material through. So the engineers love that. You know, they're not stuck with using equipment that's been 10, 15 years old, but they're always getting fresh equipment through. And, and, and we're actually using for revenue. So that's really helped us a lot in saving money that we can use to, to feed back into R&D to advance our, 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 our software. Avery, one follow-up question for you on that. What was it like giving up control of your business to Avnet Integrated? And how did you go about building that trust? Yes, with any partner, it's, it's a trust and verify relationship, right? You, at the beginning, you verify a lot and you trust a little. <laughs> so, and as you and as you and as you strengthen the relationship, you you, you learn to let go more, you, you trust more and verify less. 
I think it was a real evolution for us. We actually leverage Direct Connect today. So we are no longer have any hardware in our books. So we are a true software company. And it wasn't that hard, honestly, to let go of hardware. Test engineering is an area that we have returned to Avnet for. And now they, they have refined what we used to do exclusively internally. And we, we did that with great pride too, by the way. We would say, this is, this is our hallmark. This is who we are. And then you realize little by little by little, the things that you thought defined you, other people do very well and perhaps even better. And, and I think that's one of the things that I'm learning is that by partnering with, with very qualified partners, you, you learn that, you know what, what you did maybe wasn't as special as you thought. And guess what? By allowing yourself to outsource some of these, these key things, it gives you a lot of flexibility and reduces your cost at the same time. And as you endure things such as COVID and all these other variables, you can turn to, in this case, Phoenix or, or in the case of other suppliers, California. So having that geodiversity, I think, is absolutely essential today. And that even though within the supply chain, as we all know, all roads always seem to lead to a specific geography and with certain commodities, having a partner who understands how to navigate those challenges uh, side by side with you is indispensable. You know, the middle is, we call it the messy middle, right? Everything between product development to what gets to market is the messy middle. And, and it's complex and it requires a lot of suppliers. And, you know, I, I would say, from an Avnet integrated perspective, we take that, we take the fact that you're outsourcing, you know, your business, that portion of your business to us really seriously. It's a, it's a serious internal message because we understand that how we perform determines how you perform and gets your products to your customers the way they need to get to your customers and when they need to get to your customers. But we're also reliant on our supply partners, right? So we work with, you know, the Dells, the Intels, Supermicro, um, Lenovo, you know, HPE, et cetera, um, Western Digital, all of of those are really critical partners for us and they help us you know make sure that we're able to you know get you the right product at the right time they also help us with design in terms of making sure we put you know we put the right product in to to help make sure that your software runs in the most effective and efficient manner so we have those you know those supply partnerships as well that are really critical to how we perform you know and engage with you and with all of our customers and, and we couldn't do without them. And, you know, and it's beyond just the technology suppliers. It's everything from the label suppliers to, you know, box suppliers. I mean, you, you sometimes don't think about the complexities of it's more than just the technology. It takes all of those other areas in order to get something, you know, properly to, to the end customer and to the hands of the customer and then get it installed and up and running and working at the customer. So I think there's, you know, and all of that is a, a partnership supply chain. Um, all of the partners that link together in order to help, you know, bring a product to market. The insight that you gain from partners. So, you know, I think one of the things that you take for granted is that everybody's going to know everything at the same time and you don't. And sometimes you learn something, you know, that you hadn't considered, hadn't thought of. And by, by having that information sooner than later, you can make better decisions. And I think one of the things, again, and, and this traverses uh, all the, you know, the, the partners that we have you know, everybody has and brings something different to the table. And by having that, you effectively clone yourself and you're able to learn and know so much more than if you were just operating in a vacuum. And, and I think that's, that's one of the things that is not only just a nice to have, it's essential. I'd love to hear some examples from all of you about, you know, perhaps a time when relationships really benefited your business and maybe a time when a relationship really detracted 
from your business? NetScout has gone through some very interesting acquisitions over the years, and and one of which was we bought the the Danaher uh, networking division, and with that came four companies, very large, you know, some larger, some smaller. But we had to essentially do a, a complete rip out of a factory in Everett, Washington, and we were able to migrate that that and do almost an exact copy of of what um, or copy exact to use Intel's term uh, of what what happened in in Everett, Washington, in um, down in California, and the partnership that brought to bear with a, with a, an existing partner that that uh, in this case it was Fluke. Um, they they welcomed us and they 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 essentially created a factory within their factory, especially for us. And we did not miss a beat. And this is a commodity level product, so you couldn't miss a beat. We were dealing with the likes of Amazon, and then also there was another switch company that was part of the package, and they essentially took on, I would say, half of the workforce that uh, was more or less displaced as a result of the acquisition, and those I would say 15 people went to work at this CM and they hired them. And then again, it, it, it really extended my understanding of what partnerships can be. You know, on the challenge side, it, it wasn't that long ago that we had ordered some devices that were next generation, the latest version of them. And the devices were mislabeled by the manufacturer and we had requested uh, UL certification of the device and what we found out is, A, that they had been mislabeled, and B, that they were not UL certified. Did not affect all of our clients, but some states require UL certification. And so that brought Avnet, us, several of those clients onto phone conversations. And then there was just a, a lot of work that had to be done. Avnet had to work with the manufacturer to go get the UL certification done on the devices, there was relabeling that needed to happen. So, you know, that's where you really kind of stress your your partnership. You got to work through those things. But like I said, you know, when you have a, a strong relationship, a strong partnership with a company like Avnet, like we do with our clients and I do with our medical device partners, you're able to go work through those hard times. When we talk about relationships, there is there's definitely different types. There is the strategic one, which we, I think we've all been talking about. And then there's the not so good relationship where it's become more tactical, where we're just more mechanics. And so that's those are the type of relationships I try to steer away from. But that's what happened uh, with this integrator before we, we ended up partnering with Avnet. You know, they, they said all the right things in the beginning to, to you know, win the business. But at the end of the day, after a year, it was a tactical relationship. It was really just placing POs, turn the crank, and really didn't offer up much more than that. And those those fail. Those those will will never last. And you can't really build upon tactical relationships. At the core of building a strong strategic relationship, there has to be a level of belief. You have to believe in them and they have to believe in you and what you're doing and what your company is doing and what what your journey is, is about and if they want to be part of that journey. We, as, a, as an Avnet integrated team, have been talking a lot about what is our why. And, you know, fundamentally, it's interesting what you said, Avery, because we talked about our why is that we believe that technology positively impacts people's lives. We are invested 
and the outcomes of our customers. We are invested because we believe that technology will have an impact and we know that we matter to our customers. So just interesting that you, know, you kind of commented on that. And I, I agree with you. People do business with people that share the same values, that share how they want to operate together as partners. And, and you kind of just perfectly said that, and it sort of perfectly aligns with what we've been talking about internally. But you know, to your point, partnerships aren't always easy, and they often lead to challenging and difficult conversations. I guess I'm a big believer that challenges aren't a problem um, for relationships. It's how you handle the challenges that really, in my opinion, that almost defines the relationship even more so than when it happens well. You know, the very first time I met Joe, Joe, Joe basically told me, kind of put me a little bit on notice. I was new into the role and he said, look, Abnet's doing some amazing things, but you know what? I need you to be broader. I need you to be bigger. I need you to bring the full weight and value of Avnet to our organization. And, and that was, that was a, you know, a good conversation to have. And I think we became stronger as a result of that conversation. And, you know, I think it's a matter of, of how you handle those moments. And, and I think that's where things are different between strategic and tactical to your point, Avery, because when you have a strategic partnership, it's okay to have difficult and transparent conversations. In fact, it's not only okay, it's a necessity. Nicole, as a leader, how do you go about getting new relationships off on the right foot? Yeah, I think that the the most important thing is to make sure that we understand the expectations. You know, both sides understand the expectations of how the relationship is expected to work. From a, a with a customer, it's it's really about what are you trying to accomplish. What does success look like for you? What are some of the challenges maybe that you've had in the past that you know are pitfalls we can make sure that we avoid? I think that's maybe the most important piece is to start with having really great, strong alignment. It's never always 100%, right? We don't always have a, a perfect supply chain. We're all living through that right now, but it's really around you know making sure we deliver to those expectations and then have regular checkpoints, both internally and externally to say, hey, how are we performing against those expectations? Are we still aligned? One of the expectations that I, that I hold in really high regard is just is transparency. There's so much we can do together if we just have, if we all knew the information at hand. Open, honest information, constant flow of information, full disclosure of information. Things go sideways all the time. We all know that. As much as we can, we try to predict and plan and forecast. Things go sideways. I tell my team this all the time, and I, I tell you know our, our partners as well. For me, no news is worse, way worse than bad news. From your perspective, what are some of the best practices for maintaining relationships? With any of our relationships, you know, you have to talk. <laughs> we we meet on a on a regular basis with all the device manufacturers and. And uh, I mean, quarterly at least, and some more frequently than that, if we're engaged in doing some uh, innovation development uh, or dealing with client issues. And so, and you know, I'm a little bit old schooled. I know many of us work remotely these days, but we try to have those meetings in person. And that means they usually we trade off, they come our way one time and we go their way. But the face-to-face meetings are are so good, and you're able to, you know, and, and we typically have a, you know, we 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 meet all day, and we we go to dinner at night, and get to socialize and kind of get to know these folks because they, it's that trust foundation that has to be established and uh, uh, to be able to go manage and maintain those relationships. Yeah, no, no, nothing replaces um, face-to-face. 
Um, but we, we try to make do with having more more frequent one-on-ones. In case in point, Nicole and I meet every other week, <laughs> which was important. It's important to, to have that connection. Uh, and not only on the exec level, but also the mid, we're, we're very flat here at Vast uh, as well. Uh, as you can imagine, it's most, com- most small companies are. And so, you know, I have a test engineer reach out to me, which I'm more than happy to, to connect with because it gives me that perspective that I won't necessarily get. And so I think in light of not being able to see folks, make, just having yourself available to everyone. Um, there is no hierarchy here. Um, I don't believe in hierarchy. Just because you know I have two letters in front of my name doesn't mean I'm I'm unapproachable. Uh, it should be actually it should be the exact opposite, honestly. So what I try to do also to make those connect meaningful connections is there's no job too small. I'll I'll, I'll go to Avnet and I'll I'll count parts with them, uh, and I'll come back and I'll work at strategic budget planning for with legal, you know, <laughs> for next year. It's just, you know, whatever it takes, whatever, whatever it takes to keep those connections and making sure that you're accessible and that you listen. Listening is, it sounds so easy, but so hard to do in practice a lot of times. Knowing more about people in, as individuals, not just their, their title, again, as you said, Avery, or, or, you know, where they are, what they do, but what makes them tick, having that human connection and understanding to, to the folks that I work with, whether it's, again, whether it's a customer supplier, when you have a relationship with somebody that that transcends, you know, a, a work relationship, and you know about them and who they are, it it, it just changes everything. I mean, you, you're not you're not going to them as a you know as a as a customer. You know, you're, you're going to them as a person who who has a, has an issue or challenge and really needs help. You know, as, when I think about best practices, first of all, is trust. There has to be a foundation of trust. And with that foundation of trust, it leads to transparency. I think communication and Avery made such a great point. Listening is really important. And sometimes it seems like an overused phrase, but we tend to talk over each other. And I would say even in these Zoom environments and video calls, it's really hard to not do that. And so that that point of just really taking a step back and listening, and I would say active listening. I think consistency of communication of relationships, of visits, of calls with the, you know, whether it's with my suppliers or if it's with, you know, my customers, I think is really important. Accessibility. I think that's really crucial. And I want to be accessible to my customers, to my team. I think that's important. And then the last piece is really investment. You have to be invested in these relationships and it shows when you're not, no matter what. And if we're not invested, if if my suppliers that I work with aren't invested or the customer's not invested, it is very evident. Um, And the best practice in terms of maintaining and building great relationships is to be invested in those relationships, invested in, you know, how I'm going to spend time, invested in consistency, invested in, you know, uh, regular face-to-face and and, and those types of opportunities. That's, That's really what this looks like and being invested in their outcome. And, you know, it's exciting to me, by the way, to see how quickly VAST is growing. Um, I actually um, have had an opportunity to see patient observer in action in a hospital um, when my father was in the hospital. And that was just really rewarding to see how some of the things that we help our customers with, same thing whenever I see anything for NetScout or we didn't talk about um, a couple of other customers today, it's rewarding for me and for my team to see that we're helping these products come to market and how they impact people's lives. Thank you all very much for joining us today. I have to say I've thoroughly enjoyed distributing wisdom. I've learned a lot from my peers on the calls and realized that we are definitely all in it together. Truth has a way of revealing itself. So I'm not entirely surprised 
that uh, you know my peers and, and I and Nicole align here. I think it, it, you know we've gotten to our point in the career where you know things tend to um, have patterns and trends, and so I think having that um, collaboration, I think it's all it's always great. It, like you said, it enriches uh, oneself and one's soul. So, so thanks for the opportunity. I'm humbled by the invite. So. Thank you very much for having me at Distributing Wisdom uh, podcast. I think interesting how aligned all of us have been in so many different topics uh, through the discussion. So I really appreciate it. It has been an absolute pleasure to be part of this Distributing Wisdom podcast. And I want to thank um, all of my guests from um, Joe to Avery and um, Randy. And thank you all for for a great conversation. Thank you, Nicole, Randy, Avery, and Joe for joining today's podcast. On our next episode, we'll be joined by guests for a discussion about the importance of high service distribution. To learn more about distributing wisdom, please visit abnet.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time.